who they have they had the nature boy rick flair was on like multiple weeks in a row oh it's 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 such a good bit though because they just like chap it up with these guys and then they're like okay let's fix some games <laughs> like, these people have no idea what the gambling lines are what we do here is go back 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 All right. Welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. Uh, you can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com or at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Occasionally, we have an email, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can find the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Find us out there on the web. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logwan the Dawn. And I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, uh, where it continues to rain. Um, we did dodge the first, uh, you know, decent tropical storm of the year. Um, left second, actually, but um, first one in a, in a little bit uh, successfully over the weekend. But we had some biblical rain on Friday night. Let me tell you guys, we got like eight inches of rain in like an hour and a half. Gracious. It, was insane uh um, there were cars underwater in front of the outback steakhouse on us1 uh which was i mean listen that's, that's extremely a, that's a forerunner florida yeah. sentence so i will not be purchasing any white i wouldn't be purchasing any white forerunners uh with low miles you know for sale on uh, cars.com around here um but uh you know we stay high and try over here on the atlantic ridge uh in uh, manatee creek so shout out to us in the South Stewart area, but uh, yeah, other than that, life is good. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we are also receiving rain these days. Praise the Lord. Yes. Because uh, my goodness, do we need it. Um, been raining the past couple days. We're, we are scheduled for a few more days in a row here coming up. Uh, and we could use, like I said, every bit of it. Um, I'm on twitter.com at Shank Jordan. I would like to be the first uh, co-host of this show to wish Carly Lloyd happy retirement. Uh, American hero, 17-year international career, two-time World Cup champion. She did it big, so congrats to her. And uh, wish her well in her future endeavors. If she'd like to join the pod, she's, she's more than welcome to. Absolutely. We can find topics for yeah. sure. My name is Jason Kreck. Oh. Um, back from a long absence. Uh, very excited to get back going. Um, I am also in rainy Harrisonburg, which, yeah, like Jordan said, outstanding news. Um, a lot of these cornfields and just fields in general are just super depressing right now. A lot of brown, a lot of mess. Um, there, there are not many fields of dreams around yeah, here these it's, days. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. But, um, but it's raining now, which is dreary but excellent. Um, I tweet things. I've been so long, I can't remember what I'm supposed to say. Um, I tweet things at Jason Kreck. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to get going. What did I forget? Did I forget something? Uh, no, I think no. you're good. Unless you wanted like a snarky uh, pop culture remark after your Twitter handle, 
No, I feel like it's I feel like it's too soon for that. I have to earn my way back back yeah. into the snark. Well, um, I did. Uh, I was going to make a joke about how I'd stepped away to to start a Fox News radio show with Clay Travis, but then I was like, mm, that guy. So, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Market. Um, very good. Uh, so what are we drinking tonight? Is anybody anybody partaking of anything delightful? I'm I'm back on the Polar Bubbly Express. Uh, still finishing up my case of raspberry lime over here. Atta boy. And, uh, we are we are well within the expiration date. So, <laughs> so I, I hope they... need not be worried. <laughs> uh, uh Cricky, what are we what are we cracking open over there? I am drinking a Kona Kua Bay IPA. Oh, is it good? Uh, yeah, I think. Hold on, I haven't. I think. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. get it down. Rinse that G- JBC yeah, down. Rinse that four for four down. Mm-hmm. Shouts out, hey, friend of the podcast, listen. Wendy's. It's been yeah. a while. No free ads. Shout um, out to Wendy's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, drinking a Reed's um, ginger ale. Actually, that's what I got. <laughs> so, um. You know, might might bust out, might might bust back into the hard stuff here once we uh, once we get going. But wanted to be of sound mind and body as I entered into this, uh, and you know, trying to just curtail the the the, the week night drinking occasionally these days. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. TBD on that. College football season is is upon us though. So right, matching yeah, your weeks away. So. Going on. So um, all right, it's been a while since we've had the band all together here, Jason. I'm sure you stayed well posted on every episode of the podcast and watched yeah. the Bachelorette uh, all season. Any thoughts on Katie as the Bachelorette? You need to get off. You congrats. Wish some congrats to Blake and Katie <laughs> on their pending nuptials. Well, okay, so uh, I checked in with you guys early in the in the season. Um, yeah. And I believe it was the episode that Blake came back, right? Yep. Yes. Yes, it yeah, was so then, actually. <laughs> yeah. So then he was the one that, that won the entire thing, which the entire concept is hilarious to me. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I I saw bits love, and pieces. Someone say love is a hilarious concept, Jason. A fair point. You know? I can't argue. I can't argue. Um, I saw bits and pieces of I I think what was like the three hour finale. Ooh, yeah. Which is yeah, truly truly insane. Um. I hope you guys did that in, in multiple outings. I think I like <clears throat> had dinner in the between the two bits that I saw. Um, but there seemed to be some craziness. There seemed to be some some shenanigans at the end. Some uh, yeah. Some some two terrible people disagreeing on who was more terrible, from what it seemed. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty, you're yeah. summing it up pretty well. I'm really yeah. liking. I'm really liking this this summary. Um, yeah. yeah, you got it. You got it. You right. didn't. That, that, that's it. You didn't the trends. Close notes. Yeah, I mean, and listen, the the timeline is like a quarter bachelor on on bachelor bachelorette nights, anyways. So I right, I can get the gist um, yeah. without full spoilers. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it seemed like a it seemed like a reality show romance. So good for them. Glad yeah. everybody, as long as everybody at the end was there for the right reasons. That's what we're worried about. Right. And so, well, believe me, we 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 really made sure of that. We dug yeah. into that this year. That was I think that was, that was that was the episode that I saw early too. Was where what's his name got got ejected in very cold fashion because he told somebody he was there auditioning for The Bachelor, which I yeah, found that would be Thomas. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, Thomas was uh, one of the one of the more colossal dumb <laughs> we've ever seen in the history of this show, on, on a yeah. show that has really had some really some high water it's, some it's high water marks on that on that there, scale. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and honestly, like Jason, just we don't we really we honestly broke this down Agreed. before, yep. but he he like 
He said he basically just said the thing that every single person that comes on this show has definitely yeah, like, thought. Like he just voiced it, and, and it was like, oh, I can't believe he said it. So anyhow, good times. Um, if you want some just straight salacious content, Bachelor in Paradise started tonight, and that is actually really fun. You, you it's, would it's, enjoy uh, that. Who's the new host? It's like a famous person. David yeah, Spade has David Spade. Spade. Yeah. And I've seen uh, Lil John in commercials as well. Excellent. Outstanding. Right. Yeah. Nothing says let's replace Chris Harrison like Lil John and David Spade. David, you know, we've many, many, we've many advocated for this. With our powers combined, we create one. You know, Kaylin and Kaylin and Tasha, you know, we've upgraded them too to Lil John and David Spade. How funny would it be if Lil John and David Spade did the actual bachelor, like Bachelorette, you know, coming at that <laughs> I would think be cool. Serious moments that they had to like work through and <laughs> you and me both, Jordan. All right, cool. Um boys, how did the golf season end? You guys were I at last note I heard you guys had it pretty much wrapped up. What are we? Yep. What are we doing? We, here? we, are, we are lifting the team trophy yeah. next week at the uh, end of season barbecue, <laughs> barbecue supper, <banquet. laughs> and nice. uh, yeah, I think I am still in the running for the individual title. Uh, we we haven't received the updated spreadsheet, but it's not bothering me at all. In case in case you can tell, <laughs> he's not, it's not he's bothering not even, me yeah, at all. This is, this it is was funny. an email that was sent when your computer was down, so it's right. probably just in the ether, still yep. trying to come through. Google swallowed it, but. Yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good season, a strong season, a strong an incredibly strong debut from Jordan. Yeah, uh, I, I, hope I, didn't, I hope I didn't uh, shoot myself in the foot by w just winning everything my first no. time and not getting invited back. But yep. we'll see. No, uh, yeah, I mean that that's yeah. like a good teammate to have. I'm jealous you guys had that. That's a cool um, setup. It is. It's a good time, and it's yeah. it's not like it's the it's the right amount of competitive for a Tuesday yep. night league like. Right, like everybody yeah. wants to win. Like everybody's like, you, nobody's just like around. But yeah, at the same time, everybody's like there to have a good time and and that sort of thing. So yeah, nobody's like calling people out on rule technicalities yeah. or anything. Like, like playing turf league, Logan, you can attest, Jason yeah. as well. But like, there are, are teams or individuals who just lived for turf games. And yes. so they were a bother to play with. Nobody there were also was, refs. There, I think there yeah. were also refs out there that lived Correct. for turf games. Yeah, I, yeah. I recall receiving a yellow card for a tactical foul one time. I was like, really? <laughs> Are we really doing this right now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but, I'm sorry. But no one in this uh, this golf league took it too seriously by any means. So that no, made really. it really refreshing. Yeah. There was a lot, a lot of like, uh, like, no, nah, yeah, like, just pull it out of that yard or like kick it off that route or yeah. something like that. We're like, not here I'm to break here to, clubs. to drink a couple of bush lights and yeah. play nine holes. Yeah. Play some semi competitive golf, exactly. but not, but yeah. I'm here because I'm paid to be here too. So yeah, Love that. Jordan and Love I that were for you guys. remarkably consistent on our handicaps for the year. Um, like I don't, what my handicap changed one shot over the entire year and yours I think changed. You improved one yeah. stroke and, you, and I you went up down two. up. Yeah. And, yeah. So. Yeah, good times. It. It good times. Steady Eddie. Yeah. All the way to now the that we're done, I, I did I'm I'm getting uh getting the old iron fitting on Saturday. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. It's Big time. timers. Wow. It's time. Well, I think I it. honestly think if I play too many years on these irons, my back will like have genuine problems. So it's possible. Right. Or you can just bad. start playing from your knees and really, really That's choke true. down on yeah. the club. Just really shame some old people when I still hit driver yeah. like two twenty. <laughs> yep. 
Hey, welcome to the big show, Jason. You and you and me both. I hit four iron, everything four iron up. I hit two twenty, so we're uh, we're we're good to go there. Just, just oh, very. I just want to flight this ball. That's the it's only varying thing. trajectories. Not unlike my iron game used to be back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, when I was really I could just hit everything high and and one hundred and seventy one yards. So <laughs> you um, did. You did use to launch the ball. It was very entertaining. I think it was the graphite shafts. Honestly, I think that's what it was. Yeah, like, I think I, think I was like whipped. snapping through yeah. somehow. Like and, and you know, I was probably you know I'm I'm freaking strong as hell. You know, I'm out here right. freaking mashing, dude. So you're out here bending shafts these days. Bending shafts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, nothing to really report here. I'm I'm engaging in a bit of a golf trip with some dude friends uh, at the beginning of September. Well, September 11th weekend. Shout out tribute. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're heading to the Orlando area to check it out. So I'll let you guys know what we get into over there. Like we're... Disney courses or just like Orlando, maybe area. like a Disney Springs, but yeah, it's a more Orlando area. Um, we have our site set on this, uh, Cypress something, um, that's a, a link style course. Hmm. That's, I think it's a Jack Nicholas course modeled after they call it the new course. It's modeled after the old course, St. Andrews. So, huh. um, so that could be really fun. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that would be really nice. I mean, there's obviously very nice golf courses in the Orlando area. We're not looking to spend a ton of money, but we're going to probably play one nice one and like two, you know, not unlike the trip that you, you guys did yeah. down here, right? Two good play ones. a couple decent ones, you know, maybe play one that's burnt to a crisp. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, right? <laughs> Get back in the swing of things. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, anyhow, the reason that we're all together today is because, uh, you know, we're back, boys. College football season bearing down on us hard. Um, we've made it through most of the lying season, um, in which, uh, strength, we've made it through strength coach season. We've made it through most of the lying season. We are now into lying about things that happened at closed door scrimmage season. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm excited. I'll say, I'll say that right now, Jason, I've got my, my fun and gun shirt on. You'd be happy to, you'd be happy to know. We'd love to get that in. Got to get that in the wash here pretty soon, but uh, it's been getting some use today, which is excellent. Um, but yeah, any 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 preamble thoughts to this season, guys? I'm I'm excited. I feel maybe less prepared, but I feel like every year we do this, I feel a little bit less prepared, and uh, yeah. and and we we let the season happen to us. You know, it's great. We re- we get to react to college football. We don't necessarily prognosticate. Yeah, and I think that's the right way to do it. I think yep. that is a good example of of the years teaching us lessons of how how to approach things of this nature um i think the big thing on on my side is this is going to be the first season where uh the 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 wagering is legal yeah in Virginia. yeah so True. i i am a little bummed that we still are not allowed to wager on events involving in-state schools so I won't get to throw any emotional hedges on any UVA games or any Virginia Tech games, unfortunately. Um, but I'll I'll survive. You know, the bankroll well, I mean, is ready. Sure, I, I I guess yeah, you're right. That is that does seem a little odd if you're gonna let it happen. But um, I think Florida should be joining up. I heard mid October was sort of the launch date for Florida Sportsbook activity. <clears throat> I believe it's going to be based out of. There is going to be a mobile platform, but I think it's going to have to. It's going to be you know the sole property of the uh, the sports book, um, or and or sports books uh, in the, probably the Hard Rock Casino yeah. area, um, be with the Seminole Tribe um, 
backing and blessing and, and all that kind of stuff. So I will be sure to, uh, you know, check that out. We'll yeah. check out the mobile, the mobile app, see if we can catch up. Yeah, we catch up with Jordan there a little bit. See how, see how we're doing. We had a good year last year, so we're primed for a colossal disappointment this year. Yeah, right. When it means something, we're primed to <laughs> get out right. of our skis too far. Exactly. Um, a little bit of news and notes, college football wise, uh, in the past couple of weeks, and you know, we all may have some thoughts here or there, Jason. Who knows? Um, but uh, I guess the the biggest news was sort of that uh, Texas and Oklahoma um, by twenty twenty five are going to be SEC members. Uh, that is big news. Um, yeah. The SEC, I mean, I guess we could also file this on like the name, the name image likeness thing went through that we'd already talked about last year, but kind of came into effect in July. Um, so we've seen sort of the initial fallout and attempts at, uh, various schemes, <laughs> various things that players are attaching themselves to, right. Um, to, to make some money off there. Uh, name, image, or likeness. I think we're all nominally in favor of this. Um, oh, yeah. And frankly, I think uh, maybe, maybe personally we're nominally in favor of this. It might be might make Jason's job more difficult from time to time. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and, and then I think that the, the, the fallout there then is the SEC maybe, maybe looking to capitalize on this idea of sort of Super League, Super Conference, adding Texas and Oklahoma, really the only two good worthwhile teams from the big 12 to add which is tough for some of those other schools that have been better than texas of late but i mean yeah. kind of is what it is uh you guys what do you guys think about this i mean i think it's great for the sec but i i, I don't know like what this does for college football as an sec stand you know I, I'm, I'm fine with it i suppose yeah i think i mean jason can speak much more to the kind of uh political and industrial impact and considerations that were taken to me it just felt kind of reactionary and panicky almost like oh boy like we we should be first so that we don't whenever realignment inevitably happens like so we don't get caught in a bad spot so let's proactively uh just kind of position ourselves being texas and oklahoma so that we we are safe um and so i i don't love it i understand it but i don't love it and i i also kind of am confused like from just from purely a football perspective like oklahoma had a good thing going in the big 12 where they would win the big 12 and go to the playoff and that was their thing and they don't really have that path anymore i guess they're banking on like playoff expansion to eight teams and being one of the top three sec teams annually um so i don't know we'll see i again yeah don't love it wish it would just stay the way it was but i understand why it's not um yeah you you brought up a, a fair point with the let's call it uh competitive versus bottom line decision mm-hmm. um because yeah this this wasn't uh like you said oklahoma basically any time, any season they didn't screw up they're probably gonna be in the playoff well even if they did lose a game they that usually was, are fine. yeah that was triply so with the playoff going to eight or twelve um 
So it very much wasn't a move to try to win more football national championships. Right. It was very much a move made by uh, several older gentlemen um, that just want to, to bump the bottom line up because um, it's it's more guaranteed money, which means they don't have to work harder for it. Um, they can just keep doing what they've been doing, and college athletics loves nothing more than the status quo. And so, yeah, it was it was a no-brainer for them because they were like, well, we don't have to change anything and we get $10 million more million per year. Easy peasy. Because they nothing of home game tickets and stuff like that right um, yeah to me to me it so, seems to make it, it makes more sense for like a school like texas a&m that did this a few years ago um they weren't necessarily in the hunt to win national championships or even big 12 championships anyway so like it's a little more easy for me to sell myself on yeah they did this to bump their bottom line and yeah it makes sense for them and you know they'll be the only texas school in the big 12 like you know there's a, a laundry list of you know reasons now um, I could see them, and they probably aren't, not being huge fans of this uh, this move right here. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, Jason. That, that's an astute point, the sort of bottom line versus versus like college Trophies. football success thing. But isn't the playoff supposedly expanding to 12? Or is that was it that is, like I, the I played out? I 12, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that's you already get two SEC teams in on a given year anyway. I mean, I don't really think – I don't really think that the conference thing is going to matter as much, though, because it seems like by the time it gets to 12, we might be looking at three or four big conferences. Um, mega conference. Me- mega conferences, megalodon yeah. conferences or something like that. But I mean, that's, um, so that's where we get into what's next. And, right. and this, is, this is, as an employee of JMU, I've gotten this question many times. I want to be clear. I am speaking only for myself. I am not speaking about my professional employer at all. But if you uh, want Jordan, to speak market, about JMU, Jordan, you can market on the DMs market on yeah with the Vendo <laughs> payment. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, what I tell people is, so this is the thing that everybody knew was going to happen. Um, everybody in the business, except apparently the Big Twelve, who somehow were caught with their pants down despite yeah. a decade of threats. Um. What did Ryan, what did Ryan Downey say? They don't call him Bob Playoffs B. They call him Bob Bulls B. Right? You know. So. <laughs> That's so gloriously bad. Um, but so like the worst kept secret in college sports has been that Texas, Oklahoma are like have no need for the Big Twelve. Um, right. Like well, Texas especially, which is bizarre because they haven't right. even been that great at football like yeah. of late. But it's just a, yeah. a bulletproof. Of it. it is uh, an, right. an elastic product. Uh, oh, nice. Love yeah. it. Econ, Mac, micro. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. Whatever was going to happen was going to start this way. It was going to start with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. I think Andy Staples did a, or, no, it was somebody else, might have been Feldman, did a dive. And basically, like, the any game not including Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12 got basically identical TV ratings to the American Athletic Conference games. Ouch. Um, and so, like, and, and Texas and Oklahoma were monsters. Like, they, Andy Staples yeah. did a write-up today with the, you have to cl- clear the 4 million mark um, of, like, getting getting 4 million viewers in our stupid antiquated way of measuring viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Texas and Oklahoma were the only ones that did that, and they did it pretty often. And so everybody knew, like, okay, they're they're not long for the Big 12. The Big 12 has bent over backwards for them for like 10 years, but eventually it's not worth it to them. Right. And so this is how it was always going to start. And then whatever, what, what comes next is what literally nobody knows because it's clear that the Big 12 didn't plan for this at all. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think so they're going to have to get pillaged. I, I just wasn't there a few years ago talk that maybe Texas would join the Pac-10, Pac-12, um, yeah, Pac-14. They've, they've leaked every. Basically, just every they are conference. not. A, they are not an ideological fit in that conference. Like, I mean, they yeah. they they join the conference they need to join if they're going to do this, right? Like, I mean, this is the only other I, one I just works. the fallout that's going to be really weird is what do you do with those like prime Big Twelve schools like your Texas Techs, your Oklahoma States, like. Those so schools uh, are like Iowa State. Maybe makes sense in the the B one G, and maybe you could bring them in with a Kansas school, Kansas State, or and or Kansas. I don't know that anyone wants Kansas State. Kansas basketball maybe isn't attractive enough, but and their football team just can get slaughtered. Um, they're, just, they're horrific at football. Really um, bad. So yeah, so that's that's one option, right? Is right that the Big Twelve can't keep the ship together. The Pac-12 takes TCU, Baylor, maybe Oklahoma State. Um, How does Baylor team. fit in the Pac-12? I mean, I, I, that just doesn't seem like a fit either, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. I it guess clearly doesn't matter the, at all. The point anymore. is that it doesn't matter. West Virginia is in this conference that's about to get pillaged. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, like Iowa State and insert Kansas school here go to the B1G. West Virginia goes to the ACC, and all of a sudden the Big 12 doesn't exist anymore. Like, it's dead. Right. Um, which, by the way, it was very funny, like, two days after – Texas and Oklahoma broke, but Kansas put out a graphic that was basically a graphic that you would put out. Like, yeah, it was like one of the points was we're getting a new yeah. airport terminal, no, no. right? Yeah, yeah, not not just the <laughs> airport. They were getting a new. I don't know if it was terminal or runway. I forget which it was, but it was some like improvement to I think the Kansas yeah. City airport. Not even like so. <laughs> that was very funny, but yeah, like Kansas football is not going to get them in anything, but Kansas basketball might. And so anyways, that's one possibility is that they just get pillaged and like whoever's left in the, like Kansas State goes to the American or something like that. Um, and then, then yeah, you have the four, the four big conferences and then whatever. Um, the other option is the Big 12 keeps it together and somehow steals like Cincy and Memphis and way out there UCF or something like that. And, and James Madison. And James Madison, obviously. And, and everything's fine. And so sure. whatever... Nobody knows what's going to happen next, and then there's like probably two or three more things that'll happen after that. So it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's also not going to. I would be surprised if it happens immediately. I I don't think I'd be shocked if you heard anything else this calendar year. I think anything else would happen next. Oh yeah, year. I think like the Oklahoma and Texas definitely just wanted to get ahead of this to make it clear that what they were going to do. And I I mean the Big Twelve would probably be dumb to let them out early from a money standpoint, but I mean, who knows? Like you no, said, gonna, it may- it's going to be a real awkward four years here. Unless Especially yeah. Oklahoma. So, so, Oklahoma wins it every year and Texas has a new yeah. football coach their first year in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Prediction time. Um, Do we think Oklahoma and Texas finish out their term in the Big 12 or do they end up buying themselves out at some point? I think they definitely don't finish. If you set I, the over under like... I think they definitely don't finish either. Like I mean, two and I, a half I years, that... Uh, maybe like two years or one and a half years. Like two football more football season. seasons? Yeah. Okay. I, th- yeah. I think it's most likely to happen after next football season. I think this summer they'll come back and they'll say, we're going to buy out the last two or three years for some unholy amount of money. That and they know ESPN about will kick in some right. money. Because, I mean, if people forget that the SEC is about to re-sign a, a contract that's just going to be astronomical. Mm. 
Um, and they're so well, they're, ESPN bought it. Yeah, bought it from CBS, and it's like I mean, it's isn't it like hundred million dollars a weekend? Like I mean, it's yeah, something it's, insane. It's upwards. It's, it's upwards of, of half a bill um, yeah. per season. And like it's a shame, our consulting firm didn't get involved <laughs> on that deal. I don't know. How, I don't know how we missed uh, the RFP. ESPN, you know what you guys should do? Take whatever, spend as much money as you can on the SEC. Write a blank check for the SEC. <laughs> that, that'll be $10 million for us for discovering that plan. We, for you. we would like 1% of the deal over yeah, the life of the deal. Yeah. yeah. But no. um, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I SEC, think the SEC is so confident in that TV deal that they, they doled out money for COVID because they were like, we don't care. We're going to make this back tenfold. So, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think, like you said, the if you just want to take, take it from a football perspective, um, this makes the SEC deeper on both sides of the conference. I mean, you're going to put one team and, and I mean, last time they expanded, they added A&M in Missouri. And it's not like everyone was like super thrilled about Missouri, but you know, Missouri actually won the East a couple of times. Um, it's going yeah, to be shout out to Chase Daniel. That's right. There's a room um, for that guy. Gary, Gary Pink, Gary Pinkle, the coach. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's going to be interesting to see how they decide which, you know, if Oklahoma goes into East or the West, um, because Oklahoma in the West makes the West an absolute <laughs> just a murderer's row of teams, at least as we know them right now, right? I mean, I, I can't, you can't expect that, you know, like one of these teams can't be great, you know, not all of them are going to be really good looking at you, Auburn. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. So, okay, we also talked about expansion playoff expansion, so we can move on to uh, a little a little preview. So we're going to preview a little differently this year. Jordan, you want to you want to lay it out? You were sort of the we you know, we talked about this, but you were sort of the brain trust more I, uh, or less. Uh, I really changed things up um this year. I did no research at all. Okay. Yeah. Love well, it. I'm, I mean, same for me for at least this episode cuz I really care extremely little about these two buckets <laughs> of teams. Hey, I Logan is showing the camera his Phil Steele Bible. I picked up my copy of Athlon today. Oh, you got the an Athlon uh, boy. No, yeah, shout Phil out to Steele Stephen was Godfrey. not on the shelves of Barnes and Noble today, uh, which was interesting. Yeah, um, you know, you you, you got to pay you got to pay premium Amazon prices for this Phil Steele book with its like size one font and like random misspellings and you know it's very charming to read this. Like he does, like he does it himself, man. It's it's pretty impressive, honestly. I've, yeah, well, oh, I've really like, I've read through maybe five pages of the Athlon one, and I already found an error. Um, yeah. So I like I don't know who's editing these things. I will edit them for a third of whatever they're charging. <laughs> Bryce so, Young, uh, you know, running back Alabama, like yeah. right. Um, but yeah, so I guess the general idea for these preview episodes in the past, maybe when we've been a little bit more jazzed for the season and a little bit more <laughs> jazzed to prognosticate, as Logan said, uh, we would do more of a team by team, um, murderers row, just bang out our thoughts. Um, this year, we're going to try to take the approach of let's let's put some structure to these episodes. So we're gonna we're gonna try a couple of rapid rapid fire topics, apply them to each conference, see where we land. Um, so the the kind of big bullet points we want to hit for for each group would be the hot seat guys who who's on our list for potentially getting axed uh, at the end of the season or before the season's over for bonus points. Um, players we're excited about, specific games we're excited about throughout the year. And then, uh, again, since wagering is legal in the state of Virginia, coming wagering. to 
coming to the state of Florida uh, during this season. Uh, we're going to talk talk some numbers. So we're going to look at uh, conference championship odds. Uh, who do we like outright? Who's maybe a, a good value play to maybe sprinkle sprinkle a, a quarter of a unit or so on? Uh, and then each of us are going to make one uh, win total pick. We can take any team. Just what what jumps off the board at you over or under? Those will not be graded as part of the picks contest for the year. Just a fun little thing to do for talking purposes. Yeah, for just chit chat. So. I guess uh, I guess the first place we wanted to like shake the rust off would just be the entire G five and independence. Um, <laughs> half half of the team. Yeah, we're, we're gonna knock yeah, out we, we, seventy. Yeah. We don't want to be elitist um, SEC bros here, but yeah, we are going to lump all of the independents, less Notre Dame and the G five, the rest of the G five together. With apologies to the AAC, clearly the cream of the crop here. All right, we get it. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati will get their love. Well, I mean, we, we could start there with the G5. So like we said, we're going to do all the independents, no Notre Dame. We're going to count them in the ACC since they uh, pretend to be in the ACC on the reg as it is. Um, this includes the AAC, the Mountain West, the uh, Sunbelt Conference, Conference USA, and the MAC. Uh, so first up, who we want to put on the hot seat watch, guys? I'm glad we got right to the thing that we want to talk about the most, and that is <laughs> hiring and firing coaches. Jordan, should we also include coaches that may be on the move? Yeah, well, see, that was that was kind of where I was going to go with this. My yeah. hot seat watch is for Cincinnati's, not for their coaches, but Cincinnati's. Yes. There's, there's no way yeah. Luke Fickle's there. Dude. Yeah, their coach might be gone, not for uh, any yes. fault of his own, but he. Uh, Even Godfrey purports that there is like a three to four school list that he would leave for, though. Like, he does not think he's leaving unless. It's like Ohio State, maybe yep. Michigan, which would be crazy, probably be awesome. conflicting co- conflicting for him, but, you know, would be an awesome time to be a heel. Um, and then I, I heard that there was a, you know, if USC comes calling, you should probably take their call at least um, hmm. conversation there. Uh, I think he's had overtures from Michigan State before, flatly turned that down. Um, so, I mean, if you're not... What about Texas? Take, did Texas call him at all? Or did I don't they know. just go straight to Sark? That seemed like they were they were pretty set on Sark given yeah, how that all went fast. Yeah. Um they uh, kind of like uh, they damn near announced him as the next coach before they even announced Herman was out of there. What is Tom Herman up to? Do we know? Oh, anyone... I'll take I'll take what you guys guess, I'll take a look. I, I like, mean these are fun. Clay things. Clay Travis correspondent. Is that a is that a guess? No. Um uh, uh I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's an offensive quality control uh yeah. and he's either getting the Saban rinse down treatment or he's like a Detroit Lions uh, offensive quality control assistant. Hear about the I think he's definitely The Lions are the place where all the fallen coaches go to get rehabbed. Yeah, so Old. you're on the right path there. Um okay. it is an NFL Great. team with an apex predator as the mascot. <laughs> Uh, it's the Chicago Bears. Bears. He oh, okay. is an offensive analyst and special projects coach. Okay. Chicago. What is special, uh, special what coach? Projects. Special projects. Special. Like arts and crafts, things of that nature. Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, also quarterback runs. Chicago Bears intern Tom Herman. Another fun Chicago Bears fact while we're on the Bears. Um, Please. 
do you guys know who the offensive coordinator is that's given been given the keys to Justin Fields' career? Oh man, uh, is it like Doug Childress? No, it's our boy Bill Lazor. Oh yeah, all right, UVA's <laughs> finest man. Yeah, that's great. So shout out my guy, uh, Coach Lazor. A real architect of some NFL, some pro style offenses. If right. I've ever seen one, <laughs> he, he beat Miami <laughs> with Michael Rocco Jr. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's listen. that's enough of a resume in and of itself. Good point. Good point. UVA has really had Miami's number in the very most weirdest way possible. That's true. Um, so looking forward to being bitterly disappointed when they come and visit the hard this year and I'm there in person again to see like a play some live wagers. Yeah. I get down there to see a, a, a 17 to six, like slug slog fest, you know, with somehow with zero touchdowns, but arriving at 17 points uh, for the winning team. Okay. Uh, side note there. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Jordan. Um, I think that, uh, Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze is clearly a candidate uh, for a job. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, unfortunately for some of our personal proclivities, Liberty is going to be a lot of fun this year, and they're going to be really good. And See, they're going to have another, a, a. This is another team where, like, I really wish I could just hammer Liberty overs this year, but yes. they're a state <laughs> of Virginia insane. school, so I cannot place. Yeah, bets. Uh, they probably. They are a probably, private school. Does the law differentiate? Not that I would know anything about what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think the lobbyists have succeeded to that yeah. degree. Right. Yeah, I mean, private just means you can be bought, right? Hey, hell yeah. Hey, All right. So anyhow, I think Hugh Freeze, though, is a candidate to leave. I don't know what if there is, like, an SEC job that would come open. Maybe he, he could do one of those, like um, – I don't want maybe Gus Malzahn, but he's very similar to Gus Malzahn in like career uh, path and such. But, <laughs> but I think he could sort of maybe, you know, let's say a AAC coach moves on, take over an AAC program, either keep it running or improve it slightly and, you know, kind of rid himself of some of his uh, past sins, um, literally and figuratively, and move on to, you know, another SEC job. He's got SEC football coach chops all right and he's he'll be back there one day i'm pretty sure um or maybe like david cutcliffe leaves duke you freeze duke coach oh yeah it would be it would be miserable but duke would hate um, him at duke too <laughs> what is duke i mean when has duke ever like really cared about their football coach situation? they had steve spurrier and yeah, it was that terrible was, that was before before like the, before the what? Before, coach, before they were the Coach K before, high horse of like we we produce, uh, you know you know that you know that type. You're telling me Coach K wasn't the coach before Steve Spurrier? No, I'm but I'm saying that kind of like wave of just like lauding Coach K for a developer of a leader of men and we do true. things the right way. Um, I feel like Duke had one year where they were kind of frisky and we maybe just hold on to that as like, yeah, Duke, you know, they weren't so bad that one time, but like, yeah, yeah. they, they played in the, what was it? The cotton bowl against Johnny Man- Manziel. Oh my God. That's right. What a wild time. Indeed. Um, okay. So, I mean, I don't necessarily need to throw that. In. What about like NC state then is, is Hugh freeze a better fit at NC state oh, if they yeah. get rid of old boy? Yeah. Yeah. Way yeah. better than you know. Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy school to get into. Questionable hiring, you know, and firings. Love it. Right. Love it. Real, them. real sketchy athletic director relations with the coaches over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Louisville maybe could come open this year too. Just a, just 
throwing that out there. I think Satterfield is on a very, very short leash there. Yeah. Well, so we'll we can save all this for the ACC. This is true. I'm just like, I, I guess I'm just saying, Hugh Freeze, I've got my eyes on you. You start, you start talking about coaches in the hot seat, things can spiral in a hurry. Exactly. All right. Jason, do you have any coaches to add to the to the uh, hot seat watch? Uh, we haven't no. talked about anybody who should get fired. Whoever's next, New Mexico State's coach is getting fired regardless, right? So we're, we're okay with that. Doug, um, Doug Martin, ninth year as the head coach. No way. Oh, he's an institution. He's not getting fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I don't I don't have any big ones. I honestly don't know enough about most of these teams. Um, All right, let, let me flip this around to a way that speaks your language. Who do we have to worry about poaching Kurt Signetti from the Dukes? Nobody. Okay. He ain't ever leaving. All right. Um, that's, that's the spirit, Jason. Do you guys know who the current head coach for the University of Connecticut Huskies is, a team that did not play last year? Randy Edsel. It is Randy Edsel still. Yeah. Still out there getting it done. Uh, 2-10 and 10 in 2019. Did yeah, not play last year. play last year. So right. he stayed off. I did see um, Phil Steele said that they spent their time last year getting bigger and stronger. So... <laughs> um, so keep an eye on them for for lots of soft tissue uh, injuries. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on them for maybe exceeding two and ten uh, TVD. Um, okay, all right, I'm good here. I uh, I, I don't know. I'll, uh, it's worth is... pointing out that Randy Etzel had UConn passable in the late aughts. Oh yeah, he wore that vest. He was like he had like yeah. a Tommy Tuberville aesthetic, right? He won. Like he, he won eight games like four years in a row before he took the Maryland job. That's yeah. crazy. He was like the um, uh, who's the Rutgers coach? That's the Rutgers coach again now. What's his oh, name? Chop, I would. Uh, yeah, shoot, man, we're losing That's it, bad. guys. That's real it's not bad. Shiano, is it? Yeah, yeah it Shiano. is. Yeah, is yeah, Shiano's back too. He's like the Greg Shiano of of Connecticut football. He's there just a, he knows how to get it done. Um, back all right, forward, boys. Next question: What players in all the independent <laughs> Les Notre Dame and G five are you excited about? Um, I have a few. I've had the highlighter working. I have a few, uh, but I would like to start. Uh, Jordan, you want to start? Yeah, the only the only one that came to mind, it, just one, honestly. And uh, this, I don't, I didn't even bother looking up his name, but uh, Liberty's quarterback. I remember Malik watching Willis. him. He's, yeah, he's very good. Really it sucks. Remember watching him, uh, <laughs> just like stat stuff the hell out of that Virginia Tech game, and it was awesome. Yes, um, yes, for several reasons. But he's getting again, like top ten draft buzz. Yeah. So like big draft buzz from from old boy, uh, Coach Freeze is definitely gonna gonna give him opportunities to put up numbers. Um, right. So big things. If I could bet on player props here in Virginia, that that would be one one to keep an eye on. For old boy, uh, Jason. Uh, it's cheating, but Dylan Gabriel is somehow a junior. That's true. Um, yeah. It's so. He could have but, three years left if he wanted it, but but I would like to counter that with quarterbacks and Gus Mouse on offense. So you make a fair make a fair argument. Um, no, I, I'm excited. Gus on is in Orlando. I'm excited to see him. I had him highlighted as well. Um, a, a few more from the AAC. I'm excited about the Desmond Ritter Cincinnati quarterback experience again. Yep. He's a lot of fun. He's a long strider. Uh, ex- extends plays. I think he actually popped a little bit as a passer towards the middle to end of last year too. So excited to see if he's been able to develop. Um, 
there UCF actually has a transfer from Auburn. Uh, Big Cat Bryant is I do literally his, name. his, his yeah. name. Um, I think he was maybe going to transfer to Florida, but then he transferred to UCF. Um, but he's a defensive tackle, uh, and he should be good. It'll be interesting to see UCF maybe with a little bit of beef in the trenches because um, they're. I think their their defense has rightfully earned a bit of a soft moniker. Um, not that their offense really like holds the ball a long time and helps them out typically. So, um, Ahmad Gardner, the DB from Cincinnati, probably going to be one of the best corners in the country. Not named Kyrie Elam or Derek Stingley. Uh, it's not exactly fun to watch corners play, but he's really exciting. And Cincinnati plays like a fun brand of defense. Yeah, I think since I'm high on Cincinnati, I think everyone is. I think they're going to be really good. Um, and then the last one I have is actually a Florida transfer. He's going to be playing running back at Clemson, Iverson Clement. Uh, kid stud is really fast. And, you know, Temple is going to be, Temple's oh. going to be using you him. He's going to be um, playing yeah. at Clemson. You said he's oh, playing running back at Clemson. Clemson. My bad. Yeah. Temple. Temple. Yeah. The, Clem- the Clemson of Pennsylvania. I, yeah, I right. get what you're saying. <laughs> We've often said that Temple. <laughs> With apologies to Happy Valley. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that uh, Temple usually like kind of has sort of a, a, a bullish style. Um, so he could uh, pad some stats this year, but uh, yeah. And then I think there was a couple. There's a couple other ones. The quarterback for Kent State, whose name is eluding me. Uh, that dude is awesome. They're going to be really fun. I just, you know, depends on how much action you want to consume on a regular basis. Um, but Kent State would be worth stopping, at least stopping the channel clicking on occasionally. Just throw that out there. That's all we really ask. Right. Yeah. So take note, right. listeners. Pay attention to Kent State. <laughs> Absolutely. You heard it here first. And you'll, you'll be last. the most educated, high-browed college football consumer this season. All right, let's talk about some fun games this season. Hmm? Let's say we. Yeah. I've got uh, – I'm, I'm focusing on the AAC for this. Um, Boise State at UCF I think is interesting. Um Boise State certainly isn't the Boise State of our youth necessarily, but I do think right. it'll be interesting to see how those two teams stack That's a up. week one, straight up week one game, right? Yep, September 4th. Uh, September 18th, Cincinnati plays at Indiana. Uh, Nine-win yeah. Indiana, uh, some people are saying. Um, so that could also be interesting in terms of Cincinnati's kind of, you know, big bull aspirations uh well especially then, given because of the game cincinnati has two weeks after that yeah they play notre dame is the other one so right. uh again big big focus on cincinnati here but uh they will draw the eyeballs so cincinnati has the has the the beef outside of their conference in the schedule to really really deserve a playoff shot if they go completely undefeated right. and beat and beat an Indiana team that is well-respected at the end of the year, which they probably will be, and a Notre Dame team that is well-respected. I don't know that you can pencil either one of those in as a win, but I think that uh, Cincinnati could do it, and it would be really, really interesting to see the mental uh, toiling that went into justifying keeping them out of the playoff, which is definitely going to happen. It would just be the most Notre Dame crap ever, though, to like have Cincinnati win, and then Notre Dame goes 7-5 and this year. And you're just like, well, That's it's not true. that impressive. So I was thinking you were gonna say that Notre Dame only had one loss and it was to Cincinnati, and they put Notre Dame in the playoff over a oh, that, uh, over that an undefeated Cincinnati yeah. team with a win over them. Hundred percent, that would happen. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, Jordan, I would like to point uh, to November sixth weekend, Liberty Flames at Ole Miss. 
Okay. So I think, I think that's going to be favored in that game. What? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It depends on whether or not Matt Corral's like been suspended or not. I'm just saying a, a lot of chaos potential in that game, and yeah. I, you know, because of things that Ole Miss does, and clear my calendar. Things, I, I yeah. want to be planted on the couch <laughs> right. the entirety of that. That could be a fun one. Um, I did flag BYU at Virginia, or no, sorry. Virginia, Virginia at BYU. BYU. Yeah. Um, you know, that'll be something, you know, for personal notes that we'll we'll take a look at. Broncos going to be tore um, up over that one. <laughs> super tore up. Toe up. Uh, and I think that was probably probably it. I mean, listen, SMU is probably going to be fun, right? Sonny Dykes is the coach. There's another guy maybe maybe on the move. He seems like a career job, a, a serial job switcher. Um, but uh, – you know, SMU will be fun. I just, you know, I probably don't consume enough SMU on a regular basis to really get a feel for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they were ranked 13th in the country after five weeks. And, uh, you know, we we, we got to figure something out. So, um, also Houston, we are going into year three of the Dana, Dana Holgerson experience. And returns have been not great. So, I, I'm sure they'll play some fun games too because they usually do. They have... Um, yeah, no one actually that exciting on the schedule, so it should be a good year for Houston. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, like Coast, right. Coastal Carolina is another team I'm excited to watch, but they don't really have any marquee, um, you know, right. out of conference games on the schedule. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's a, I think that's a sucker's bit. What on Coastal? Coastal, just in general. Phil Steele has right. them not winning their conference, so. Yeah. Just FYI. I'd be surprised. Well, you think what 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 is your what is your take there, Jason? Please expand on that. Uh, I think they I, I just think it was one of those things last year. They just caught fire and they had yeah. their great games that, that the the sort of thing that they did is tough to be consistent, especially when you know behind the scenes and that sort of thing. Ah, trouble in paradise. Gotcha. Oh, um, yeah, that might be true, but they do bring back their quarterback, and that is always very helpful for a does team not hurt. that uh, especially does the kind of. I mean, their offense was like pornographic. I loved it; it was great. It's they true. were just they 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 ran like really cool triple option concepts from the gun, and then stretched the field with some pass plays that were actually like real pass plays, and were like navy pass plays, where it was just like, oh, here we go, throw it down there, like you know, like pop, you know, pop up five hundred. Um, so, yeah, they could be they could be in it for some fun. The teal field is always curious. Oh, App State plays at Miami on September 11th. Uh, the return game. Nice of App yes. State to, to toss them a return game. <laughs> right. We always like That's... to see Powers going to mid-majors on the road. So, <laughs> no, Miami did play at App State two years ago. That was yeah. That was the joke. Yeah, that's the joke. Miami's uh, the mid-major. Getting a return. Ruined everything. Uh, I ruined everything. As a Gator, your ears should be tuned into these. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. One of your your brand is 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 very pro mid major, so I was it was a little hard to decipher the joke from from the Jason correct it aura. It, it turned it turned itself in like several times. So, <laughs> um, all right. What are we? Where are we going next, uh, Jordan? So, what's the what is the thing? Uh, so the next is we've got odds for conference winners uh, up on the board. We don't have to pick one for every conference. We'd be here all night. 
But if yeah. anything jumps off at the board, uh, feel free feel free to throw it out there. I think, for instance, in the Mac, Buffalo at plus five hundred is an interesting proposition. Uh, Buffalo new coach, right? Yeah, potentially. I haven't done my research on Buffalo. I think I think didn't uh, I think old was that Lance Leipold moved on? Didn't he go somewhere? Well, let's take a look. See <laughs> the Buffalo Bulls. In the meantime, uh, anything jump out at you guys from from the board? I mean. I mean, I you mean, have I'm, to look at, uh, like, personally for me, it's Old Dominion not even being on the board. I think that's the... <laughs> that's, that's something that Jason that's noticed, the, noticed yeah. the most. Um, I mean, I don't know that Cincinnati is enough of a favorite, uh, to be honest. Yeah. In, I mean, they. I thought they were going to be a little bit more overvalued. I'm not saying, like, I would suggest, like, cashing in a bet there on Cincinnati, but uh, I just, I, I kind of was expecting them to have higher or lower, whatever you want to call it, odds more aggressive odds. Um, yeah, like, nothing in the think, AAC is that, is, is that juicy to me. I don't think Memphis is going to be very good at all. Yeah, I true. would stay away from them as a surprise contender. I um, think App State plus 400 in the Sun Belt is, is intriguing. Yeah, I like App State a lot. Yeah, that is a good um, one. That they could, but Chase Bryce is there, I think, at this point. Oof. Um, wow. It was terrible for Duke, but is Duke was also terrible. Um, but I think there's there's a lot coming back from App State. They got a little unlucky last year, if I remember right. Um, I mean, they were they missed a field goal to beat Coastal, right? I think you're right. Uh, that sounds so. That sounds seems familiar. To, seems to check out to me. Um, Boise, what's Boise State's situation? Oh, they're plus one ten. Favored. Yeah. I think they'll. Ah. I think they'll win it. But I don't is think there any way you could? Can it. you? Can you? Is there any way you could neg that? Boise is always so consistent, but they do have a new coach, and you know, I mean, would you be surprised if Boise lost three games and Nevada just like randomly went like nine and two? No, uh, you know. So, but I, I don't know that that's uh, that Nevada has. It doesn't feel yeah. likely. It's possible. Considering the utter lack of knowledge on my part, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Boise State's entering the Virginia Tech, like the classic Virginia Tech territory. It's like they're always going to be like super solid and like respected and probably good. But like, I think the ship has maybe sailed on Boise State, like taking the world by surprise, winning a national championship or doing like, you know, doing anything crazy like that unless they um, beef up and, and, and maybe join the Pac-12 or something um, and continue to expand their brand. They have a great brand. They, you know, are a good team, but... I don't know. They kind of are what they are at this point. Yeah. yeah I agree with you. Um, so, all right. Yep. Um, so, so those are conference uh, title odds. Again, you know, play responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the other topic, and again, don't have to get too deep into the weeds on this, win total wager. Uh, this was not really easy to gather win totals for all of the G5 and <laughs> – and independence yeah. and put them in the sheet. Uh, I'll just lead it off. The one that jumped off at me, we mentioned them earlier, but the Yukon Huskies. Their number is two and a half. Uh, I would like to take the over on that. Odds are wow. minus 120, so you're paying a little bit uh, for that. But I think there's three winnable games on that schedule, for sure. They're going to come out fired up, thankful to play football again after sitting out last season. Um Again, 
they've gotten bigger and stronger according to the research we've done. And yes. uh, yeah, I think three three wins is very attainable. Um, so I perused that uh, website that you sent us. Do we have a, a total for East Carolina? Uh, let me see if I can find one. Can you? Yeah, I've got five and a half. Uh, if you take oh, over, it's minus 145. Under is plus 120. That's a really that's a really mean number. I mean, what is this? Im- the, the imagery on this website I sent is atrocious. I mean, it could could really not be worse. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not going to give them any sort of pub here. It but... also starts in alphabetical order and then like restarts. Sort <laughs> of. I I sent Ooh. an alternate Ooh. link in the chat. There we go. Um, I think I'm gonna stick with if if ECU would have been four and a half or five, I probably would take the over there. I think I'm gonna stick taking uh the over on app state with nine wins okay so you got a chance for a push there as well which is always Uh, nice yeah it's true what are the what are those clean odds for app state yeah those are both minus 110 from what i'm seeing then yeah yeah i i i think ecu will get to six but minus 145 is aggressive they had some very interesting quarterback this is mm -hmm. last year Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's going to be a very exciting. <laughs> um, this is regular season wins, right? Yeah. I don't know that I love UCF over nine and a half. I agree with you. But I mean, it's minus one ten either way, which is pretty even, I suppose. But um, just looking at the schedule, they play Boise Week One. I mean. You got Cincinnati, you got you got they have a run of Cincinnati, Memphis, Temple, then they played Tulane, and they have at SMU. I mean, you could lose if you lose to Boise week one. I mean that that is You're that is trouble. great. That's great for me, right? Um, so I think I might go UCF under nine and a half wins. I like that. Yeah, the other so like Cincinnati was another one I was thinking of maybe going under ten, but their number is ten. So I feel like ten is the yeah. the square number for them. Sure. But I also feel like Notre Dame could beat them twice and they could lose. Like they could they could be a team that gets disinterested if their if their flame gets snuffed early in the season. Right. We've got Memphis is number is eight. They that play Mississippi like, State. They play UCF. That seems like an easy under. At Temple. I don't know. They do play Nichols and Arkansas State to start. I don't think Arkansas State is terrible, but you know that's a game Memphis should probably win at this point. But I don't know. There's a couple of loosable games there. You got some Thursday night Navy, Friday night at UCF, the bounce house, you know, jumping, shooting rockets off in the background and whatnot, you know. I like under eight for Memphis. I could be yeah. attracted to that. I could see that. Colorado State four and a half. I mean, any team that Steve Adazio is coaching, you, you should probably bang the under. They're going to play dumb football repeatedly, um, so you should be able to cash <laughs> in on dumb that. Dumb football at elevation, mind you. <laughs> right. You know, we're going to work harder. Our blood cell count is going to. We're going to possess more red blood cells and more of the football 
So that way, when we kick field goals, we can lose by respectable amounts. We, they can um, kick longer field goals now too, because that's, of that's the a good point. So you know, the, you know, Will Muschamp should really be coaching a team in Colorado. <laughs> oh, side note, guys, are you aware that Will Muschamp was promoted to an on-field coaching position at Georgia? So we're yeah, going to get a side. Scott Cochran left, right? <laughs> yeah, under auspicious circumstances. I hope he's getting. <laughs> I, I hope he's getting any help that he maybe needs. Seems like he maybe was. Uh, getting into the pre-workout if you know what i'm saying uh, um but uh, allegedly allegedly and uh but anyhow i'm just really excited to see kirby and will Muschamp together on the sideline like dapping each other after like georgia's punt returner finally like remembers to call fair catch or something like that like a, a frat parents weekend like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> just like just so much dads in the so back much. of the sae house like throwing down beers so much like visor bangs just yeah. going going everywhere. I'm looking so. forward to them dapping each other up after scoring on or getting a turnover against Florida and Logan like just just twitching. Oh, just just losing my mind. <laughs> Listen, we'll always have that time where Will Muschamp coached the Florida team that uh, beat. Actually, was that even a Muschamp team? He might have lost all his games to Georgia. Georgia beat Florida beat Georgia with Treon Harris like not attempting a pass in like one of the most like <laughs> rudimentary right. football games I've ever seen that was just Fun beyond games. beyond the pale. It's just really tough, really tough for me to get through all around. But <laughs> it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine. All I'm right, fine. I, I am excited about that. Uh, Will Muschamp, uh, special teams coach, who saw that one coming? Uh, <laughs> I did not. Um, all right, let's move. You shall, shall we move on to uh, to our first P five conference? Conference. Yeah, yeah, I think we can hit that one pretty quickly. Again, yes. Pac-12 certainly not our favorite. With apologies to Pac-12 correspondent uh, Colin Smith, um, right? But big uh, Arizona State guy. Yeah, throw that shocker, my guy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll start it off with hot seat watch. Uh, my list begins and ends with our sweet boy Clay Helton. Uh, yeah, it is the annual time to speculate about his future. <laughs> Tradition he's, been the coach there, the he's been the coach there for like six years at this point. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's like multiple recruiting classes. Uh, anyhow, wild. Um, I think my list uh, also includes us asking some questions about chip kelly as a long-term fit at ucla i don't know if ucla is in the position to like move off chip kelly i think they gave him a lot of you know them ducats Resources. they gave him a lot of a lot of ducats jason good point but they also gave him i think a lot of like decision making power and just general you know football coach power so we'll see i mean they, they you could have two new football coaches in la uh UCLA Those also are, just yes. signed a Jordan Brand deal, so they they could be looking to start start that regime off with a new big whistle. Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah, you got to have a coach that's like slightly better built than uh, the fire hydrant that is Chip Kelly to show off the Jordan Brand like yeah. mock turtlenecks and stuff. Like like Mr. Harbaugh in Michigan, he he does a real <laughs> splendid job of, of <laughs> spread the jump man out across his chest. Old gangly hardball in the khakis, drinking boy, with his horn rim glasses on. Love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, oh, what well, I mean, what is the situation going on with our guy Nick Rolovich at Washington State? Yeah, I'm, I'm choosing just to ignore him. He's been such okay. a disappointment to our brand. He really has. He really has been a disappointment. Um, and I actually kind of like. 
I kind of liked the vibes he was giving off as like up and coming football coach guy, but he seems he's really kind of stepped in it with some of his COVID commentary of late. And I don't know if it's just going to be one of those things where maybe it's best for him not to be the coach like there. But uh, Washington State, though, they've endured some questionable coach behavior in the past. Yeah, so it kind of feels I mean, like uh, par for the yeah, course in Pullman. You know, could be. Uh, is he is Rolovich a leech guy? He might be. I don't know. Spent some time in Hawaii throwing that thing all over the yard. You know, that, that looked pretty leechy out there, I'm going to be honest. Just go, just go ahead and check ever. out the just, – just check out the Hal Mummy coaching tree and see if there's oh, a little yeah. Nick Rolovich. Yeah, Hal group. Mummy's birthed half, half the coaches in the game yeah. at right. this point. Legend. Yeah. Absolute. Um, all right. Uh, so that that's the hot seat. Uh, Jason, flight. I mean, does, Jason, do you have any hot seat, uh, anything to add? No, I think those are the two. We, we I mean, covered them. It helps. They're the, probably the two most – well, no, they're not, they're not the two most prominent, but two of the bigger names that are yet to uh, – Arizona State that. is supposedly being investigated for some shenanigans, yeah. but, like, if, if there's anything we've learned this offseason is if you just dig in and, like, don't worry about it, like, eventually it won't be that big a deal, so. Yeah. Yeah. They're shenanigans. I yeah, yeah, and I I also don't think like we have anybody in the Pac-12 who would necessarily get poached either, um, so I think true. I think most coaches should be relatively safe. Um, so now you don't think Duke would be interested in Herm Edwards? Mm. <laughs> well, not with all the shenanigans <laughs> they're getting investigated for. True, I would be interested in Duke being interested in. It would make for yeah. great theater. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The theater. Hmm. All right. Uh, so next uh, players, Jimmy's and Joe's. Who who do we love on the West Coast? Oh, West. I love Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm sorry. Love I know Kayvon that's really Thibodeau. dumb. He's going to be the first pick in the draft. Really dumb. He is like the next cyborg. step of the, the Jadavion Clowney, like cyborg <laughs> person who was designed to like the the books, like Jadavion Clowney was yeah. one of the like the earlier iterations, and right. Kayvon Thibodeau is no, approaching final form. Right, he's no Tobias. You know, he's he's I, I, nice. I don't I don't know anyone else. I don't know anyone else in that book, but I just knew Tobias. Then he get turned into a hawk. Got got, uh, kept he, as got a hawk. he got stuck as a hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, yeah no, you he's he's welcome. gonna be fun. Um, Jaden Daniels, quarterback, Arizona State. I think yep. he's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, somehow I see Dorian Thompson Robinson, the UCLA quarterback, as yep. the second team preseason uh Phil Steele Pac 12 QB. I am very dubious of that honor for him, but I think that he has the tools and he appears to be the kind of quarterback that's like gonna be fun. Um, and 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 he's in the right offense for a quarterback to like ball out to if Chip can kind of get it back on back on the tracks here. And then we got y- your boy. Keaton Slovis. The young Slovis boy. Young Slovis boy. Still out there getting it done at USC. Um, sounds like a Jedi still to this day. And uh, I see we have another Chenault. Levante Chenault is out there catching passes at Colorado. Not to be confused with his older brother, LaVisca, who uh, I believe plays for the Jags. Go Jags. Go Jags. Uh, I The only other name I had in addition to that would be Drake London, the USC wide receiver. Um, yeah. I remember exciting things from him last year, so I'll 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 go long on that stock again this season. Love it. 
Okay, next we've got exciting games. Ooh. So uh, sep- September 11th seems to be the big weekend for the yes. Pac-12, at least out of conference. my lens. So right. yeah, you got Oregon at Ohio State, you got Washington at Michigan, and the one that maybe I'm most excited about is LSU at UCLA. Because yeah, that one's I think that could get stupid fun. <laughs> yeah, that could get really weird. Also, that same weekend, you have Stanford USC just in there. Yeah, just like yeah, we know you guys like to play out of conference. We're gonna we're gonna play you know polite conference game here. We're gonna strap them up and play a conference game here. Yeah, uh, I highlighted all of those. You also have BYU at Utah. No, sorry, Utah at BYU that same Holy day. Holy War. Yeah, September 11th. So hmm. loaded day, September 11th, um, for me to be playing golf in Orlando. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Get it done early. I got to go, boys. Knock out that 78 <laughs> before noon and you'll be fine. That's right. That's right. A lot of stingers. Hopefully we're playing the, um, the Lynx course that day. But, yeah, UCLA, LSU could be fun because I think LSU, like, should be better this year. They're gonna. I think they're going to try to do that, you know, bounce back thing um i see there they seem to be going back to the well they have like a dave aranda assistant as their new dc and they have a a guy who um uh who was their offensive coordinator that everybody creamed their pants about a couple years ago joe brady that yeah they have a joe brady disciple as their new oc it's like you know everything is coming together um you know for for lsu but i think i already saw that one of their quarterbacks got like pretty significantly hurt that's right um and they seem like they have had quite the time finding quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Burrow was a tremendous transfer, right, from Ohio State. Uh, can't count on got, those, though. Can't really count on those. And they, they seem like they've been a little bit all over the place. And uh, I would maybe argue that there's been some quarterback development issues in Baton Rouge, hmm? maybe. Mm-hmm. This is not the SEC preview, This, but this is just free. This is just free content for you guys on just the SEC. Points. But I am. I, I think that game will be fun to watch because um, it's like a weird, kind of offbeat uh, game. A great color matchup too, potentially. Oh yeah, some some pop some popping color palettes. Sure. You get get LSU to wear the purples, and uh, you, you can let UCLA wear the powder blues. Just have like all, the color on color matchup. Like Easter like, weekend. Yeah. Castles oh man. Everywhere. Is this Foxfield? <laughs> uh okay uh so now we'll move into the wagering portion of the pac-12 uh conference champion we've got oregon as the favored side they are plus 250 washington next at plus 350 i i mean usc at plus 400 you could yeah it into especially if slovis uh- stays healthy I think they could score at the very least. And so, they've always got some some dogs on defense. Phil Steele has Washington as the favorite to win the North, which okay. I guess puts them as the favorite to probably win the conference. That's you know, that, that schedule with Michigan up front is tough, but um they do get Oregon it at home. Doesn't impact the conference race. Right, exactly. They do get Oregon at home. Um trying to let's see like what their tough uh away games are. Yeah, they don't have any tough away games. I mean, they're at Colorado, they're at Stanford, and at Arizona. I don't really think that at Stanford is is that tough of an ask, to be honest. Yeah. So um, they have the right schedule for it. I just know um, 
Steel is very high on their like returning productivity and, and all that too. Um, they, they're one of his teams that's like supposed to be like have the greatest delta jump in the positive direction this year uh, as compared to last year. Now, Oregon is going to be really good. Uh, they usually are. They've been recruiting probably better than your typical Pac-12 team recruits. But um, I get a little bit of questions about Anthony Brown, like full-time quarterback starter at Oregon. Um, I mean, really, we're relying on the guy that transferred from Boston College, like as the savior of potentially a playoff team. Not super into it. Um, not to say that he can't be good or have a good year, but um, I think that there might be some more proven assets out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I so I think it's going to be a toss-up between Washington and Oregon, and you know, that's a home game for Washington. Could be could be worth uh, maybe a little love towards Washington. Or USC. Yeah, and I, I also see Oregon has to go to Utah on November twentieth. Like that's not going to be a good time. Utah is not Ooh, not going to be cold. special this year. They're not the dark horse to make the playoff that they were in years past, maybe. But yeah, just not going to be a good time for Oregon. No, that's a game you got to pay attention to. That's tough out. Um, Utah plays good defense. They are. I mean, they just seem like the kind of team that would never be very fun to have to just like beat by seven you yeah, know on especially the road. at elevation guys i've saved it every year they've got the sure. elevation on their side thank you thank you for saying it every year yeah jason need need you uh need you to weigh in i'll be honest i don't know anything about the pac 12 i'm very yeah. useless here appreciate the honesty so. i'd stay away from stanford don't love the vibes i'm getting out of palo yeah. alto right now they're plus five thousand to win. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a swinger on anything. I would also not take a swing at Arizona State. Like, I, I'm sorry. So you know, I, we're going to get into this in the next bullet point, but yeah. Okay. The fact that they have the same odds as USC yeah. seems That's a little wild. misguided to me. Um, but they probably have a better. Well, maybe not. USC is doing some air raid stuff too, which you know is that's high boomer bust potential. You never know. Yeah. All right. Let's, what's what's up with that next bullet point, Jason? Take us yeah. away. I mean, so if we're doing pick a win total ranger, right? That's what this is. Yeah. yeah. So which like, which one of those twenty four bets? Yeah. Or or options? If you well, will. I would never I would never place right. a bet. I don't approve. Jason of would never place um, a bet. But it's, to me, getting plus one hundred for under eight and a half for Arizona State is crazy like it looks really tasty that's right yeah that's just sitting there on a tee if you i can't i i have no idea how arizona state gets to nine wins right now like who knows what's about to come out and that sort of thing it's just a very weird it's a lot of confidence in a team that's been like solid for what like a year and a half now and right they went two and two in the spring like uh, and i'm not i looked at a bunch of stuff because i saw that number and it felt very weird to me so i would i would take eight wins or less yeah good quarterback situation but you know they they were kind of uh all over the place last year i think they were more fun than they were good um and looking at their schedule at byu is not a gimme um they got to go to ucla who should be improved they got to go to utah to jordan's point um they're at washington so 
Yeah, it's not a layup, but I you got to think that a team like Arizona State is going to find a way to trip up in a few games and maybe maybe win a game they shouldn't, but lose like a couple games that they shouldn't too, <laughs> if that makes sense, and 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 be the net um, there. UCLA is at seven. I just don't know. I'm just having a tough time with UCLA. I I think I'd like to see the Chip Kelly thing happen just because it was really fun, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I think I think it's one of those things where he was enough of a revolutionary that college football kind of caught up to him. Um, and it's I don't know where he where he goes to revolutionize more. Like the, gim- the gimmicky tempo stuff isn't really a thing anymore. Just ask Gus Malzahn. Yeah. Um, it, it, and, yeah, it's almost like he's served his purpose, but he's like yeah. he's maxed out his role in the college football landscape. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, like he was, it was like brilliant what he was doing at the time because yep. it was it was super spread out. But honestly, they ran the they ran the piss out of the football um, because they had good offensive line, but they also just stretched your defense out. And Pac-12 defenses tend to be a little bit on the lighter side and not stand up to the run game well. And if, you know, they, they just capitalized on that. He had great athletes at running back and quarterback and, you know, did a really good job of creating like a power running game with maybe slightly less than optimal power running personnel. Um, But everyone does that now. I mean, that's, that's the the cornerstone of Dan Mullen's approach at Florida, right? The cornerstone of Gus Malzahn's approach is, is a spread run tempo attack. Um, So I, uh, I, I don't. I don't think that it's not that they, he's taking teams by surprise anymore because they don't practice against it or see it uh, regularly. So um, we'll see. I guess all that is to say, I don't. I don't know that UCLA. Let's you know. Let's just look at UCLA schedule. We got them. Yeah, we got the see, time. I I was kind of maybe tempted to talk myself into UCLA if their number was six and a half. Yeah, uh, but at seven, means they got enough. They have to go eight and four. I don't love that. Um, my pick is another eight and a half team. I I like the under eight and a half for Utah. Uh, and that is plus 100 oh, yeah. as well. They go to BYU. They go to San Diego State. They go to USC. Uh, UCLA is a home game. Oregon's a home game. Um, at Got Arizona, some road, like, road warriors here. Yeah, like random, like at Stanford, they could trip up stanford could find the magic so uh i think utah under eight and a half is this is attractive yeah yeah i i would agree with you and i guess jordan just backing up on my ucla point i was like you were saying you would have taken their over at so you're saying you would have taken their over at six and a half like i so was thinking if, maybe taking yeah, the under if their number was seven. six and a half um, I could talk myself into the over depending on the odds. Yeah. But at seven, I just don't want to bet that. Yeah, I think I'm I'm probably probably with you on that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it's yeah, that's about it. So Washington eight and a half. Hmm. That Washington over could be nice. Eight and a, a lot half of eight seems, and a half in the Pac-12. Seems a little eight and a half seems a little low. More like the Pac eight and a half, am I right? I mean that Michigan game is tough. That's on the road, but their schedule is great for them. At Oregon State, at Arizona, at Stanford, at Colorado. We already told those are your only away games. Yeah, other than the not, Michigan game. Should not so. be difficult. 
Yeah, so I mean, I know it's the over is minus the over is minus one twenty five, so that you're not really getting a whole lot there. But right, I I think that they should cover for sure that eight and a half. Who is playing quarterback for Washington this year? Um, nineteen prospect pipeline fella. Um, it looks like Dylan Morris. Oh, I know that name. Morris. Uh, was will be challenged by Colorado State transfer Patrick O'Brien, uh, who started 12, um, and super recruit Sam Heward. I wonder if he is uh, related to Damon or Brock Heward. Mm. Mm. Pro-style number two quarterback in the class. Um, so, yeah, man, I think they, they've got experience at quarterback. Um, and they've always seemed to succeed at that position with, like, not, like, a plus-plus QB. Browning was really good, but I don't. he wasn't, like, a – he was the epitome of like the good college game managing quarterback, right? Yeah, looks like uh, Dylan Morris is a redshirt freshman, potentially redshirt sophomore, uh, top ranked recruit in the state of Washington for his class, for whatever that's worth. His yeah. hometown is Puyallup. Okay, all right. P U Y A L L U P. So, hmm. shout out to those folks. Well, yeah, but they should be good. I mean, I I think it's just like a, a team on the rise. Then their schedule seems to be very advantageous too, right? So they might yeah. they might outperform their initial the initial blush estimates, um, just because of the scheduling stuff. But that always happens. That's how it goes. These things kind of happen in cycles. Um, all right, so Pac-12 should be fun. A lot of Pac-12 after dark this year. Looking forward to it. I know Jordan's got the coffee pot just jamming, ready to go. The, the, the $20 Black & Decker from my college days is still humming along. So, Love it. We love, love it. That. Jason, you on the coffee yet? You seem like no. you live the kind of lifestyle that demands coffee. I don't know how you no. do it, to be I've honest. Never, I've never enjoyed coffee, never had it. I've gotten this question between college and profession. I have gotten yeah. this question a lot, yeah. Do you get Man. caffeine from any other sources, or are you just not a caffeine? You just person? crush do zeros all day. You just got like a two liter <laughs> yeah. of do zero. Just, you work. I on. just hammer it. Um, no, I I drink a lot of water. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's about it. It's I acknowledge it's weird, and like on on really long like sometimes we'll have like tons of events in a weekend or something like that. I'll like there's like these little caffeine mints, or I'll like have like half a shot of five hour energy shot and it'll just like wire me up and so then you're just ready to network i'm a bro. i'm a cheap caffeine date it's... Uh, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> build that tolerance up those are ready guys. to network bro. <laughs> uh all right well i'm just saying if you want to if you want to join the dark arts i can yeah. hook you up yeah just yeah. get started with decaf see see how how you feel Here's, I don't enjoy the taste of coffee at all. I think it's terrible. So, okay. like, taking drinking defect cap seems very pointless to me. Have you, like, have you tried the loaded up? I mean, you've gotten this question, too, I'm sure. But, yeah. like, loaded up cream and sugar, like, the, the sweet. Do you like hot chocolate? Uh, A little bit. I can drink it. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, maybe if it was just, like, a you're not, like, a, a, a rich a hot, hot drink, like, a hot beverage person. No, like I, you I like don't tea. you don't like, like tea, do you? I don't suppose you like tea. I I'll, I'll drink tea, and I I like I do like it when I'm like sick or have a sore throat. I'll drink some. Okay, um, yeah, not just but, gargle in the Folgers on a sore throat. That's for right, sure. Yeah, it's, um, 
But I saw my I saw my dad take some pills with like a swig of like boiling hot coffee fresh out of the pot one time, and it was like the, the recoil on the man as he just like put some pills in and like takes like a big swig of coffee is like ah like you see him like have to work the swallow up like ah he's like oh gross poor guy yeah anyway. not for me anyway it's not a beverage for me I would never try to talk anybody out of it um, I realize I'm in the minority it's just just oh, never done nice. anything for me gotcha well, I feel, I feel like it's for... probably I would say it saved me. Like that. Yeah. I would say it saved me a lot of money, but for sure I've just spent that money on booze, anyways. So right, <laughs> hypothetically, Jason, we find ourselves adjacent to the uh, the sports books in Miami one of these days. Not that you would ever go. Well, we'll get you. We'll get you loaded up on some cafecito and, yeah. and see what happens. Just you can just ride the. You can just straight ride the lightning. There's like it bypasses the coffee. It's just like a sugar shot that you'll, like you'll start sweating when you sets smell. your heart on sets your heart on fire. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah, I don't see anywhere this could go wrong. No part of that story sounded yeah. terrible to me. Hey, so. it's brown sugar and coffee, baby. That's that's that comes from the earth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all Organic. natural. All natural. <laughs> Roasted beans. Hot bean water makes me go fast. I can go find oh. our, our boys, Sal and Willie, down in Miami. Oh. Still getting it done, right? Shout and our guy, Ta- our guy, Tabby. All right, you know, Tabby, poor guy. Tabby. My man is just living in Orlando, minding his own business. Spoiler alert. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix. Check it out. It's really good. Um, okay. You guys got anything else? This is fun. Excited to see your lovely faces. Yeah, I think we're back in in mid season form already. That's right. We know the banter is strong. Not all of them, but we're willing willing to put in the legwork. We knew That's some right. things. That's what people come to us for. Some things. You're right. Uh, when is week zero? When do we actually have live? Li- I shouldn't say live bullets in, in, in these in these Labor unprecedented Day. times. I shouldn't be making bullets references, should I? No, um, you should. Weekend so, before Labor Day, so that's like the very end of this month, like two yeah, weeks. So the uh less than 14 days so i would say the 28th it is, it is the 28th yeah we are at we are at 12 days jeez just, Who's to, playing? just to lay Get out your the advent calendar out. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. nebraska is at illinois oh oh a matchup for the ages our, our Frost boys Day. from connecticut are at fresno state oh randy ensel dusting off the sweater vest to get yep. to get me a third of the way to my overbet cash yeah. <laughs> hawaii, hawaii is at ucla uh the university okay. of texas el paso is at new mexico state oh man how many people on earth are going to be watching that game there okay. cannot be 50 but i am excited for hawaii uh ucla that could be fun yeah, that's on uh, that's on the mothership at three thirty. Wow, we're gonna have Herbie on the Hawaii call to, to be out there. Yeah, is that game at Hawaii? No, it's in New Zealand. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say so twelve thirty start for them. Jeez, these guys are kicking off like yeah. nine thirty. Just, just <laughs> getting right to, after. To put together my first ten leg parlay of the season. Three. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm back, boys. I can't wait to direct Jordan on my first 10 leg parlay of the season. <laughs> just, just send a really cryptic text about what 10 leg parlay. You're going to see like a, a Venmo transfer and it's just going to be a series <laughs> of the first of, letter of, like, of, yeah. of, leg <laughs> of legs, like in parentheses. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Hopefully the feds aren't this deep in the, uh, yeah this deep in the episode Shout out to for our FBI agent for, I had to get a for, computer for this season right. <laughs> <laughs> for, for when I win $5.75 on, right. on a 20 leg parlay so Uncle Sam uh, doesn't come and try to tax my $6 win exactly 
you can't these these colors don't run though for sure <laughs> all right boys it's been fun let's uh let's let's catch this one in and uh catch you next time we'll hit some other conferences next time we got a yeah. couple of these we're gonna get a couple of these in the bag here and then we're really gonna be rolling so looking forward to it thanks for joining us it's the wheel route we're at the wheel route on twitter wheel route podcast gmail.com thewheelroute.com is the website you can stream the show and you can keep up with the wagers as we uh move along throughout the season um and the picks, I should say, too. Not They're not all wagers. Some are just picks. Uh, and otherwise, uh, we love you. Bless you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.